Career Builder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job. The skills you bring to work. And Career Builder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits. Jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Mostly going to be the guys that we saw all year getting significant playing time next year, so I think that's very important. This is Saverin on Steelers. Hello and welcome to all in Steelers Nation. And welcome to the Saverin on Steelers podcast. I am Stan Saverin, your host. Glad you were able to find us. Hope you enjoy the content we have here on the podcast, which we post up uh, twice weekly. Um, If you enjoy this, please tell your friends, neighbors, relatives, uh, the guy across the street, whatever, um, that you found this podcast and you just have to go to Steelers.com to listen to it. Very simple. Uh, A reminder, you can also listen to my daily talk show on ESPN Pittsburgh. It's on 970 a.m. over the air every weekday, Monday through Friday, noon until 2 p.m. Or if you're not able to get it, you're out of town, you can just download the iHeartMedia app and listen to it that way. And you can just pick it up there, download the iHeartMedia app. It's free, and you can listen to it there. The Steelers season, of course, is over. And I'll say out front, this is not meant to lament the playoff system, everybody knows what it is before you go in. You know that every game you play could be significant. You're only playing 17, especially against AFC foes. You know that if you lose that game, it hurts you numerically in your overall record, which could affect your playoff participation. But also, you're playing teams, AFC teams, uh, that you lose a tiebreaker if you lose a game to them in the regular season. Such was the case for the Steelers against Miami. So this in no way is meant to construe or to be construed as some complaint about the system. The system's great. It's fine. The Steelers had a good chance to beat Miami. They did not. They had their hands on interceptions. They did not hold on to them. So that's not what this is all about. What this is all about is that I think that they would have given much more of a resistance to the Buffalo Bills than Miami will. I could be wrong. Who knows? Buffalo could come out flat. Buffalo could take Miami for granted. Uh, I doubt that will happen. And I doubt, frankly, that Steelers would have been able to beat Buffalo under the best of circumstances. Buffalo, by all accounts, uh, DeMar Hamlin's going to be present for that game. Uh, What an emotional lift. Just the mere fact that he's out of the hospital. What an emotional lift it's going to be for the Buffalo Bills as DeMar Hamlin is with the team on the sideline. You can just imagine what that scene is going to be. You can just imagine how energized the Buffalo Bills are going to be, and they don't need much energizing. Um, they're, they're pretty formidable 
on their own. They're, you, they're a tremendous football team, and they can beat you in so many ways. And I don't think the Steelers would have been able to beat them. Um, but I do think they would have provided more resistance and maybe a better game than the Miami Dolphins will. We'll see. But that's not really the subject of the podcast today. It's where the Steelers are at. Now, this is not a guarantee. It's not automatic. It doesn't necessarily mean that because they finished the season winning seven of nine and that they showed progress in several different areas of concern within the confines of the last regular season because that could be totally interrupted. It might not mean anything. But I do think the Steelers are in a good place. That doesn't mean they've arrived. It doesn't mean that they don't have a lot of improvement to make, both with the players who are currently on the roster, but with those they managed to add, either in free agency, via trade, or certainly the draft. There's a lot of work yet to be done. It's not exactly like they yeah, they went 7-9, and nine, it's great, but they didn't exactly beat a murderer's row of contending teams, and the only playoff team they beat was Baltimore. We all know that they were ravaged by injuries. That's not to take away from their accomplishments, just a reality check, just the way it is. But I do think they've answered some questions. And even though they beat weaker opponents, they did win. They won games the last half of the season that they were losing earlier in the season. That, I think, is something to consider. And so that's why I believe they're in a better place. They still have a lot of work to do. The offensive line did gel, and they performed well. But they're still not good enough where you can say, well, here's a strength. They're adequate. They did improve. Good for them. They were a big reason why the offense was able to move the ball more consistently. But let's also not forget that they failed miserably in the red zone. In the Raiders game and the Baltimore game, they scored one touchdown in each of those games. Yes, they did score four against the Browns. I'm not sure the Browns were all in, given their history. But there's more work to be done. There are other places to add other than the offensive line, defensive line, inside linebacker, cornerback, all different kinds of areas. But that doesn't mean that they haven't improved. I've said this before. You've heard me say it before. They are in much, I say, much better shape right now than they were a year ago today. So many question marks, more question marks even than now. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Matt Williamson teams up with Dale Lolly on The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio, weekday afternoons, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. He's a guest on my radio show every Friday at 1.20. He really is a guru for the Steelers and the entire NFL. And now that the season is over, I thought it would be a good time to bring Matt on the podcast. And Matt, do you believe that the strong finish, with some warts, but the strong finish, 7-2, and two, can serve as a springboard to next season? Without question, uh, especially the offense, because I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of subtractions from the offense. I mean, you're going to bring back almost the same 11 starters, maybe add some, sprinkle in some, some things, you know, uh, first round left tackle maybe or whatever. But, I mean, it's mostly going to be the guys that we saw all year getting significant playing time next year. So I think that's very important, especially when you consider the age of the quarterback and his experience. So as a whole, without question, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think tanking is terrible in the NFL because you have to overcome accepting losing. The Steelers never accepted losing, and they can build off the momentum that they had. I, I absolutely believe that, and um, you know, and not to mention that they should add quite a bit in, in free agency as well as the draft. Well, one of the intriguing stories. I mean, they found out who their quarterback is. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like a very promising wide receiver group, especially with giving Austin back next year. Um, you not only have a top running back that we've seen perform like one, but the required backup uh, is a solid addition in Jalen Warren. The offensive line improved incrementally, um, and they were able to stay together. But does that mean that you don't add? In other words, if you do, uh, are able to get a stud tackle or center, or guard that you don't add and say, this is not a finished product talking about the offensive line. Yeah. And you didn't even mention Pat Fryermuth. So I think he's on course to be in one of the better tight ends in the league as he right. matures as well. Um, offensively, I think you add mostly through the draft. And I actually wrote an article about this this past week where defense is going to be more spending. And I know people don't want to hear that because they're already spending a lot on defense. But I think center, and especially left tackle, you need to address somewhere, maybe the first round for the left tackle, but probably not outside the top three or four picks. And you know, maybe you find a guy on the second day, on day two that needs a little more time in the weight room, or played at a small school, or just doesn't have a lot of experience. You know, somebody like that that's a little bit more of a project, um, because the depth on the offensive line to me is very worrisome. I mean. The front five, as constructed, is good enough to me. I mean, I think it's a, an average to maybe even above average line. But they missed a total of 46, 46 snaps between those five. That's not going to keep up, you know. And I don't know what's behind them in terms of, like, guys like Davis. I don't really want to find out, to be honest with you. <laughs> because <laughs> things could have got a lot uglier. So 
at a minimum, I think you need to draft depth that could turn into starters before long. Just a draft question. Because their second-day guy is the first one overall on the second day, do you treat that differently because that guy, in essence, is the last pick of the first round? In a way, I mean, what I think is great about having that pick is all the GMs and front office folks and scouts retire for the evening after Thursday night, have a long day to think about, man, I can't believe player X is still there, and you call the Steelers. You know, I mean, or the Steelers do the same thing and say, man, we had this, this was our 16th-ranked guy overall, and he's still sitting there. We're just going to run to the podium the day that things open. And you have all that time to reflect and reset your board. But I think the biggest key is kind of what I talked about to begin with is, man, I mean, you're going to get more offers for that pick than your usual second-round pick where you only have 15, 10 minutes or whatever to, to make the selection. I've asked this, and people ask me all the time, and I'm sure you've gotten it as well. Um, just, And I realize that what transpires in free agency will in some way affect what they do in the draft. But as we look at it now, um, we don't know what the free agent market will bring. But as you look at it now, how do you prioritize? We, we've heard offensive line. Um, we've heard inside backer. We've heard corner. Uh, we've heard, um, you know, the next Cam Hayward, if you can find him. Uh, how do you rank it, Matt? Well, I, I basically have an offseason plan in place in my, my noggin already. And I would spend money on Cam Sutton. Edmonds, KZ, and Joby, And then from there, I think that leaves you a left tackle, a slot receiver, which nobody talks about. But I, as much as I'm excited about Austin, I'm still adding a deep threat out of the slot somewhere. That's probably like a third-round pick, though. Um, a, a, a top corner prospect and a Cam Hayward replacement slash modern-day nose. Um, as soon as I sign my Steelers, which easier said than done, I'm going outside the organization for the linebacker. Uh, There's too much proof of rookie linebackers struggling. No better proof than what we saw here with Bush, you know, that first contract linebackers get manipulated by today's offenses. I'm going to spend money outside the organization, maybe on both Edmonds. I mean, I can give you a a list of names of off-the-ball linebackers that are professional, massive upgrades. And then that leaves me basically left tackle, center, wide receiver, corner, D-line. And the way that – I'm not deep into draft prep, don't get me wrong, but the way that this first round looks like it's shaping up, left tackle and especially corner look to be pretty prevalent in the middle of the first round by all accounts. And we know that those two positions get pushed up drastically, though. They'll get overdrafted, especially tackle. So – I'm not guaranteeing a tackle will be there when the Steelers pick, but I think a corner is probably in the mix. And if I go corner in the first round, which seems like it lines up pretty well as we sit here in January, I would love to add some sort of tackle on day two. And that's probably a project. I mean, that's probably a guy that doesn't walk into camp and you know own that job, but probably has a lot of upside. And a big 320-pound defensive lineman in, on day two. Can you find that Cam Hayward replacement, um, given where they're going to draft? Um, can you wait on that? You mentioned it doesn't look good. It does, okay. It doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, this draft, Jalen Carter from Georgia is going to be long gone. He's going to be a top four pick. 
And then there's the Clemson kid, Breezy, who I don't expect to still be there when the Steelers pick. And my opinion on him can change. I've only studied him a little. Um, But he would be the only one that I see that would be worth that selection, and he would be a conversation if he's still there. I'm guessing he won't be. And then it looks like there's a pretty good drop-off that there's no one else worthy of a top-20 pick. So this might not be the year. Maybe you you know, bring, bring back Ogunjobi, draft a bigger body, a Lualu replacement in the second round, and then next year's first-round pick is the Hayward replacement. Or maybe sign Javon Hargrave. Yeah, it'd be nice to get him back. Um, yeah. Th- that being said, is this actually a benefit to have multiple needs so that if the guy isn't there – you could say, all right, we didn't get that guy, but we also have a need here. So it's not like we're saying, now what do we do? And they've got three, four different directions that they can go. Yeah, and multiple picks to do it. And, you know, maybe somebody's calling you to move back, move up, especially with that, that early second rounder. I mean, there's a lot of flexibility, too. Um, it's hard to comment on that because I do think they'll be very busy in free agency that their needs will very quickly get narrowed down. But I think you're right that, you know, they're, I don't think it's going to be pigeonholed where they have to take player X in round one, I, or position X in round one. And looking at this, it's a new front office, uh, and we really uh-huh. haven't seen them operate. Um, they did not conduct the last draft. That was Kevin Colbert's draft, which turned out to be a pretty good draft. Uh, but the one thing that I'm wondering, and maybe it's just, you know, grabbing onto a comet and holding on for dear life, but the fact that they traded Claypool like they did um, and mm-hmm. got a, a second-round pick from a team they knew was going to be bad, not, maybe not this bad. I don't know that anybody thought yeah, that they, they would sink. They lucked out a little bit. Yeah, they did luck out a little bit. But um, does that give you a positive vibe with uh, Andy Weidel um, and Omar Khan that they made that move, just the matter of fact that they made it, um, and the fact that I think they viewed him, to me, his days as a Steeler ended when he pulled that sh- those shenanigans uh, in Minnesota. To me, that was the end uh, when he did yeah, that, and he had to go. And I didn't think they had a I didn't think they had a great fit for him on the offense either, because Pickens and Johnson were better outside guys. So they're trying to make him into a big power slot, but he doesn't like to block people near the the ball. So, yes, I mean we have not seen a lot of moves, you know, from Omar and Andy yet, you know. But if this is any indication. It was tremendous. And when I was on your show immediately after it happened, I said, wow, I didn't think they'd get this much of a haul. And I didn't know it was going to be the 32nd pick overall. I mean, just a, a, a second in general, straight up for Claypool, I would always take the second, even if it was the last pick in the second round. Um, it's hard to analyze this new front office, of course. But if you look at where they came from, uh, you know, Omar's a cap guy by trade which makes me think that their early picks are going to be on expensive positions, left tackles, corners, things of that nature. You know, I mean, just like we talked about, it's probably not an accident that's lining up that way too. I mean, I'm sure he's smart enough that you go shopping in the free agent market for corners and left tackles, you're paying 150 bucks for a hundred dollar player. You know, I mean, it's just bad business because there's a shortage and Weidel, I mean, his background implies that, assuming he believes where he came from. I mean, the Eagles stress big people more than any team in the league. You know, right. they'll take an extra offensive lineman, an extra defensive lineman when that's not their top need. So I assume with their background, they'll follow suit, but who knows? Well, let's move on to this uh, weekend's games. Any game in particular um, stand out to you, intrigue you? 
Uh, Lawrence versus Herbert, I think, is the one I'm looking forward to the most. I, I adore those two young quarterbacks. I think both these teams are trending the right direction. I think that one will be the most competitive game. Unfortunately, I mean, I don't think Miami and Baltimore can compete. I, I don't think the Vikings or the Giants are true contenders. So I'm super excited about it. I'm going to watch every snap, of course. But it's not a great slate of games as playoff games go. Would the Steelers, given where they were when their season ended against Cleveland, uh, be in better position to at least give the Bills more of a test than Miami figures to be? You know, we all watched the Miami game. They're, just, they're inept. I mean, they're just inept. Yeah. And that was against the Jets. Although the Jets have a good defense, uh, a coming defense. But, I mean, would the Steelers have been in a position, maybe not to win, but maybe not get blown out? I think so. I mean, as they're constructed today, I think the Steelers are a noticeably better team than not only the Dolphins, but the Ravens, the Seahawks, the Giants. I know they're not competing with the NFC teams, but they would not be one of the worst two or three teams in the playoffs, in my opinion. I mean, they'd probably be 10th or something along those lines. I wouldn't like their chances in Buffalo. I mean, I have a feeling... You know, Hamlin's going to be there, and this team is really healthy and exciting and going to be a brutal place to play. Yep. But Miami, Miami's awful right now. I mean, with a third-string quarterback, they really have very little chance of competing. I think the Steelers will at least compete. It really looks like if you're looking at the AFC, the chalk, um, does Cincinnati stack up evenly with Kansas City or Buffalo? I think so, yeah, and I might even make them number one. But, you know, they put all that all that investment into their offensive line, and I don't think they really fixed it. You know, and now their right tackle and their right guard are both out. So if they get derailed, maybe that's why. They don't run the ball super well, but I think they're more well-rounded in general than the Bills or the Chiefs. And to me, if you're ranking those quarterbacks, it's Mahomes. Burrow slightly over Allen. I mean, I really think he's gotten to that level and that they're the best three quarterbacks on the planet right now. And in the NFC, um, do you believe in the Eagles? Yes, very much so. I love how they're constructed going back to you know Andy Weidel's background, both lines of scrimmage. I think they have the best roster in the league. They're very well coached. I'm sure Brock Purdy will derail the Niners at some point. But, boy, that's a great roster, too. And I don't see the rest of the NFC being particularly competitive. I'm, I'm not fond of where the Cowboys are at. I thought they could be a, you know, in the hunt in the NFC, but it doesn't look that way right now. Yeah. Well, next week we'll have an opportunity. The field will be in half. They always say um, that this weekend is the best weekend of the year. But, you know, when you look forward to next weekend, when the weed yeah. is separated from the chaff, when you have, you know, double headers on Saturday and Sunday, uh, you can't beat that for football junkies. Absolutely. I mean, I think we'll get rid of some of the riffraff out of this mix, and <laughs> this will be a great weekend, but I don't think we're going to be seeing, you know, Tua's third-string backup or, you know, the Ravens-type backups. All those guys will be cast away, and we'll thin the herd a little bit. All right, that sounds good to me. Um, and the broadcasting riffraff, however, you can never get rid of us. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about it. Thank you, Matt. All right, Stan. Take care. We'll see you. All right, you too. That's Matt Williamson. Join him on the drive. Uh, 
Dale Lolly, um, weekday afternoons, 4 to 6, on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll see how the weekend plays out. Enjoy the games. Whoever you root for or root against, um, have at it. Have a good time. Again, the podcast is available at Steelers.com. Just go to Steelers.com, and you can listen to it there. Or you can download the iHeartMedia app, get it there. You can listen to my daily radio show on 970 AM in Pittsburgh, ESPN Pittsburgh, either live at high noon, Monday through Friday, 970 AM, or you can download the iHeartMedia app, that's free, and listen to the podcast, and listen to it live for that matter, each weekday afternoon. Thanks for joining me today, Steelers Nation. I appreciate it. Hope you enjoy this Saverin on Steelers. Have a great weekend. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.